Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and boys and girls, and whoever the hell in this atmosphere or world is watching us, which is not that many people. Twelve people, to be exact. And they've been banning us, and and uh, I don't know why. I mean, we have incredible contact. Um, yeah, we're fucking like shadow banned or fucking YouTube. I don't know what's going on, but yeah, um, we haven't been able to post a podcast for a couple weeks. If I guys. offended anybody, I apologize. Not really, but I he's, do. He's not sorry. <laughs> so this is episode. We don't know. We, we, we don't no, know. I have no clue. We have no clue. It doesn't even matter. It's in um, the 30s somewhere. Yeah, it's 30 something. Episode 30 something. Um, welcome back, man. Thank you. Uh, yes. Congratulations. We have uh, Zaire's uh, official partner of Boxingology. Yes, yes. Uh, we're very excited to have him on board. Uh, excited to be here. And big things are happening for Boxingology coming to a theater near you. And so we're going to start with um, Andy Ruiz fight with Luis Ortiz. King Kong Ortiz. Yes, let's get right into that. This was actually an anticipated match that many people were excited to see because their styles, as contrast as they are, it seemed like it was going to be very entertaining. And at some points it was, but for the most part it was a snoozer. Uh, we both agreed actually on this fight completely. First time in history. We did, yeah. First time in history we actually agreed in this fight. We both had Luis Ortiz winning. Um, I, I mean, uh, you want to tell me anything of what you thought? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the the fight went pretty much how I thought it would go. Um, I I knew Ortiz could easily outbox Andy Ruiz, but I know he slows down in those later rounds and. Um, I knew Andy Ruiz would close the distance, and he did that. And that's when he started catching Ortiz with those shots, and he dropped him three times. And that was the difference of the fight. Like, three knockdowns, it's hard to win a fight when you get knocked down three times. It's possible. Don't get me wrong. Um, I think Marquez beat Pacquiao the first fight. He got knocked down three times in the first round, but we, we talk about that a lot. But um, it's tough, but I, I still think Ortiz won majority of those rounds. Even despite the knockdowns, I thought the fight was close, but – I had Ortiz winning the fight by two rounds, even with the knockdowns. Um, I didn't think Ruiz did enough. Um, he didn't throw. He didn't throw a lot of punches. And even though late in the fight, neither one of those guys did. It was a lot of, like you said, it was a lot of dry spots in the fight. Um, but I think I think Ortiz boxed really good in the beginning of the fight, and even a little towards the end. Like he, after those knockdowns, you know, we I thought he was finished. I ain't gonna lie. I thought it was a, a point of the fight where I was like, damn, here we go again, man. He about to. It's, Deontay Wilder part three, and he yeah. he was a, he's a vet. He shook he shook it off. He got back out there. He he boxed. He started moving. He started using his his uh, front hand to control that distance. Um, but I I thought he won the fight. They gave it to Ruiz. Um, I get it. I understand. Like, and I'm not I'm not completely mad at the decision. I could see how it could go to Ruiz, but I knew if it was a close fight, they're not giving that to Ortiz. This guy is too old. Ruiz is one of those. Those guys, they want to keep going in the heavyweight division. So, the fight, if it was to come down a distance like that, I knew he, he doesn't was going to get... He, I mean, he's popular, but he doesn't have, like, a huge fan base. No, 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 no. He's quiet. He doesn't really talk garbage. Um, I will say this. Cuban fighters are always getting the short end of the stick. They are, yeah. Always. Yeah. Um, I also had um, Ortiz winning the fight, 114-111. Mm. Um, I had... Um, so you basically only gave him the rounds where he knocked I, him down. No, I gave him the third round as well. I, 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 for me, 
Ruiz won four rounds, right? Mm-hmm. And I gave uh, and I gave Ortiz eight rounds. Um, and so one judge had a one thirteen, one twelve. The other two had a one fourteen, one eleven. Obviously, they were just very close, even on the judges' scorecard. Right, right, right. Um, I had a one eleven, one fourteen Ortiz. I thought he completely dominated. I mean, he got caught. And even when he got caught, before that, he was just dominating the, the, the round. He yeah. got caught. Yeah. So, you know, some people I've, I've known could even call that a 9-9, but I know it was a mandated 10. So they put a 10-8, so I understand that. Um, I thought Ortiz recovered good. I thought he shifted away from the right hand of, of, of Ruiz and, you know, had the long distance in the jab. And let me tell you, he still has some pop because Ruiz wasn't coming in to finish him off. Yeah, like he was yeah, trying yeah. to do with he Anthony wasn't, Joshua. He wasn't, he wasn't reckless. You're you right. Know? Yeah. He actually landed some shots that actually bruised up uh, Ruiz's eye and yeah. snapped, snapped his, his head, head back, back a yeah. few times. Yeah. There was a, I mean, if you really look at the rounds, most people look at the knockdowns and they think it's over. But if you really look at uh, the amount of action that... Uh, Andy Ruiz is putting forth through the rounds. Yeah. Is he doesn't give you a lot. He'll throw one or two good shots or three good shots, and then there's like a, a a dry spot for two and a half minutes, and you see that Ortiz is landing his jabs, scoring double jab, three jabs, a left hand. He kept throwing that left hand to, to the, the body, body yeah. which I thought, man, he's gonna get caught with off. Yeah, right yeah, hand. yeah. I was thinking the same thing. But. He was landing it, and mm-hmm. he was scoring. And you have—I mean, if he's scoring these shots, you have to give it to him. You know, he—he he was moving back. Uh, Andy Ruiz, Ruiz didn't show me much. I mean, obviously the guy hits hard. He has power in his hands. No one's denying that. Yeah, they both do. But he needs more than power to to face the bigger opposition. Now, I gave the first round to Ruiz, right? I'm not sorry, to Ortiz, ten mm-hmm. nine. The second round was a 10-7 because he got dropped twice. Yes. All right, so I gave that, obviously, to Ruiz. Um, the third round, I gave it to Ruiz. He had another 10-9 round. I thought he dominated. He didn't, mm-hmm. he didn't knock him down, but he dominated. The fifth uh, the fifth round, it was a 10-9. Ruiz backing up too much, and Ortiz was, uh, was weakening him to the body, right? He was gassing out a little yep. bit. The sixth round, I gave it to Ortiz, a 10-9. Number seven round, I gave it to Ortiz. Um, let, he let that round go by and got caught with a right-hand shot that put Ortiz to the ground. So, I'm sorry, so Ruiz won that round. But he was winning the round. Ortiz was winning the round until he got, he caught. got caught. Yeah, yeah, until he got caught yeah, with yeah, that yeah. shot. And that was pretty much it. Would you, would, you, you, so would you think about giving that round a 9-9? Well, I'm... I'm it could have been a 9-9, but they, they wanted... Because I, re- I remember They that said round. it was a mandated 10 count uh, a 10 uh, uh point system you know yeah yeah a 10 yeah. must point system see so i had to score it the way they're gonna score it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but in reality i could have given that a 9-9 yeah and i was thinking about that i said it's really a 9-9 but if we're gonna judge it the way they have it in their law and their rules then that's how i gotta score it and I, I, it, it was very unfair but i had to score it like that true then eighth round uh i gave it to ortiz ruiz stopped throwing punches uh, round nine, Ortiz dominated with more jabs and backed up Ruiz. Ruiz was just not throwing enough punches. And from round 10 to 12, 
I thought there was a, a few chances that I thought Ortiz was going to probably drop or even Ruiz. stop Ruiz. And he was landing consecutive shots, hard shots. Um, and, you know, the ninth, the 10th round, I gave it to Ortiz, which these are the championship rounds. Uh, round 11, I had Ortiz winning. Ruiz landed a solid shots, but 20 seconds worth, that's not enough. He went limp for the rest of the day, the, the, the night. Yeah. And then the, the 12th round, Ortiz was really putting it on, you know, like he was really stealing the show. I mean, for me, those three, 10, 11, 12, those rounds, even in the ninth round, he was just dominating that. And, yes, it wasn't that super action-packed because these guys are heavy guys. One guy is older. Mm -hmm. They're both being cautious because they both hit hard. They both could take each other out. Um, and on my notes, I put our first I wanted to say that Andy Ruiz looked like the Pillsbury Dole man. And which was deceiving because you see all these pictures of him in training, yes. shredded. Yeah, yeah. But in the fight, I was like, this guy, everything is jiggling. The rose is like. He looked like he put a, 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 a tire <laughs> in between the rounds. Michelin man, a Michelin man tire. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't believe it. And then it's all on his belly. Everything, yeah. Everything's, Everything's on, on his belly, belly, yeah. And his legs are flat. Yeah, yeah. He don't move. He has no footwork. Yeah, yeah, slow he has feet. Horrible footwork in the heavyweight division. Horrible footwork in the heavyweight division. He has power. He has some speed, but he doesn't throw enough. There's not enough. Uh, um, he doesn't have enough weapons to beat the top guys. He doesn't. And I think I think he was getting away with some of those rounds because he would land the biggest shot in the round, but Ortiz would be jabbing him and boxing the whole round. But um, Ruiz would land the bigger shot. So I think that could be deceptive sometimes to, to fans and the judges sometimes, but I I don't know. It's I was a little discouraged. You know, I I watched a lot of people talking about it. Um, many in the uh, 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 people that watch the celebrity fighters or uh, announcers, mm -hmm. uh, broadcasters. A lot of people, pretty much, no one is complaining about the fight. They just no. said, "Oh yeah, Andy Ruiz won," and I felt like I was the only one that said Ruiz run. And then you said. <laughs> I was I was surprised when we started talking about it. I was like, damn, this is the first time we agreed on this. Yeah. And I'm watching it. I watched it and I'm like, nah. I, I watched I it scored two it for times. Ortiz. I watched it two times. Because I like Andy Ruiz too. Yeah. But I like Ortiz as well. And I was going for Ortiz. I didn't think nobody was gonna get knocked out. Um not, not what, Ruiz. He what, has a he has a good chance. What was the really the talk of the of the event, right? Of that event was Andy Ruiz's son who oh, yeah. in a few years will be in the 600-pound life because <laughs> yeah. that kid that kid was enormous, we, enormous. We are going to get banned again, but go ahead. And that is something that Andy Ruiz should, should know, that his kid is getting bigger than him. That kid is huge. I'm not going to comment on that. Um, Did you see Wilder hugging them all over? He couldn't even put his arm around his son. And he's That's, tall. He's six. He's like 6'8". That kid is... Wilder like 6'8". Yep. Um... Shout out, shout out to Andrew Ruiz and his family. And then, you know, the the conclusion notes that I wrote, I always write a conclusion role. I had Ortiz winning the fight. He dictated the fight with his jabs. He threw more and moved his opponent, Ruiz, back. Can't see how people saw Ruiz winning. And the rounds that had Ortiz winning, uh, Ruiz backpedaled to the ropes and didn't know how to begin his attack. Ruiz even said he was hurt and cautious during fight, even when dropped Ortiz. That's pretty much all I wrote about that. But... I Go ahead. I, I just didn't see. How can you win a fight? Ruiz barely threw a jab. 
right? This is boxing. He, he didn't throw any jabs. He didn't throw, he any, throw jabs. any jabs. He's just there, and he countered the right hand. Uh, he moved back a lot. I was just not impressed. It, it's it's from. I mean, it's a big name. He 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 got on paper a big name in in uh in um Ortiz. Ortiz that's yeah. a huge that's a, name. That's a huge win. Huge a win. Huge name there, and another huge name in in uh, Joshua. Joshua. But let me tell you what's next. So what's next for them, right? So I'm gonna tell you right now, if he step in the ring with Deontay Wilder, he's going to sleep. Well, he called out Wilder. He wants Wilder, and you know he has to call him out, right? I mean, what else? He he already fought Joshua. They could do a third fight. Possibly, possibly, um, yeah. You know, and I think down the road they could just, you know, it's always good to have a three fight trilogy, right? We're one on one. Um, I think he's too small for for Fury, and I think he's too uh, flat footed. Not enough action for Wilder. Uh, for not Wilder for um, Usyk. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, he's yeah, definitely yeah. gonna be a sitting duck for Wilder. The right hand is gonna come right down, right down the pipe. Right down the pipe, he's, he's gonna, gonna knock him out. He's gonna end up on a t-shirt. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I really believe Wilder hits much harder than uh everybody in that division. Joshua, and then um he has seriously hurt him. He was yeah, he was seriously, seriously hurt, hurt him. him. You seriously hurt he him. Seriously hurt him. Um, but it, it's a, it'll be a big victory for Wilder for Wilder. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. now, if he does, because he's not gonna he's not gonna go there just lay down. But if he does throw a few good shots, he he, he is he could counter. He, he could is, counter Wilder. He is an awkward guy, and he throws. He tends to hit a lot on the ear. Yeah, he throws those looping. And if he does those, land in our, in a Wilder's ear, maybe it makes the fight a little interesting for a little while. I still think Wilder's not a hundred percent from the fights with uh no from uh, uh Fury. Dirty I think, gloves. I think he's about seventy or seventy five percent. Personally, because I think mentally he's he's the strut, and I think physically he's hurt, you know, still a little bit. Yeah, whatever, whatever Fury had fights, in that, fights like that, it, it takes a lot of you. Whatever he had in that glove is but definitely. I really believe his seventy percent beats everybody else there except uh, Fury. Um, yeah, that guy's he just got his number. Fury's got his number. So yeah. So. What's next for the Wilder? Fight? Wilder's fighting uh, Robert, uh, Robert Hellenis. H- yeah. Oh man, you did pretty good with that name. So yeah, you so, still said it wrong, but so he was his sparring partner. Yes, yes. For Tyson Fury, mm-hmm. and he gave him good rounds. Now I did not know that he was sparring him with uh, twenty and eighteen ounce gloves. You know, um, he w- he had the twenty ounce gloves on sparring Fury. Yeah. Yeah, of course. That's you know, Tyson. no, no. You mean uh, uh, Wilder sparring Robert Hellenis? He was talking about it. Well, Wilder had twenty ounce gloves on. Yeah. Oh while yeah. While he was sparring Robert Hellenius. he didn't. He didn't want to knock him out. Yeah. He he needed to work, but he he did he did, he did say uh, the guy is a tough guy, uh, you know has a lot of hard you know. He does. Yeah. He's he's a, he's he's a decent fighter. He's a decent fighter. It's, it's not a it's not even it's not a cherry pick. This is a good, this is a good tune up fight for Wilder. This guy is not an easy guy that's gonna come in there and lay down. He's got some experience. He he can fight. He can fight. So. Wilder's gonna have to be Deontay Wilder. I think he should beat this guy, and after that, I think he should go after Andy Ruiz. Or he even talked about uh, Wilder. Even talked about possibility, even doing a full fight with Fury. I mean, I don't know how many people want to see that. Nah. But but he did. He didn't mention that. He said, "I wouldn't mind doing a full fight if the money is right and the money's always right." Fury's not gonna do that. Fury's not gonna do that. But um. 
I think I think Wilder will beat Andy Ruiz. I think he beats Robert Helenas. I like this. See, this is this is the direction that I wanted to see Anthony Joshua do. Right, have a tune-up with not a guy that no one ever heard of, mm -hmm. a guy that's either up and coming or kind of like lingering in the division. Somebody to get you, you know, ready. Someone yeah. that could get you ready, right? And Wilder's doing that with Robert Helena's, right? Mm -hmm. a guy, I mean, Helena's can easily beat him too and pull on an upset, yeah. but the probability is probably 10%, yeah. you know, or 15%. The odds are not really on Robert Helena's uh, true, true. side, but he still has some type of percentage because he could land something and, you know, turn the fight around. It's happened in boxing, but this is where you want to go. You want to tune up, right? Because he just had three rough fights with, with Fury. So he goes get a tune up. He gets this victory, and now he fights Andy Ruiz probably in what February? No, we're, his fight is in October. His so fight is in October, October, yeah. November, December, January, maybe February. January or February. Yeah, January, February. And he beats him, and then maybe fights somebody else. You know, I mean, I can see him winning the belts again. Oh, of course, of course, because Fury's uh, not gonna stay there Fury, long. Fury He's be looking out for one or two yeah. fights the most. He's fighting in December. He'll probably he'll probably fight in Joshua, Joshua in yeah. December, hopefully. Yep, and that's the thing. Joshua, uh, Eddie Hearn did say uh, he would like to see Anthony Joshua have one or two tune-ups. You guys can look it up on YouTube. He said that, and um, you know, um, I agree. He should have. He should have one or two fights. But you know, he's the money guy. He's you, the big name. You said that. You said that. Uh, you said that actually like two, yeah. three weeks ago. You said yeah. you believe he should do that. Yeah. I think he should do it. When you have a trainer like Robert Garcia. Top-notch guys that, that teach a lot. You know, you need to gel with them. Mm -hmm. And you can't just go into a big fight because now the pressure is... Now you, you have to be perfected on everything that you did with this guy and you have to transfer it into the fight. Yeah. And if things don't go right immediately, you're going to fall back to your old habits. Yeah. And I think that's what happened. I think he should have had a quick, easy fight. He could have had a fight and still not cancel this, this event. He could have had a fight maybe... A month before, a month and a half before this fight, with a regular Joe. Just, just put him out. Just and then, put him out, just to get that victory. You know, work a few jabs or whatever. You don't think he will overtrain a little bit? And I mean, all these guys train every day, but this is a twenty-four hour life for these guys. Yeah, yes. You know, twenty-four-seven. This is a twenty-four, and and Anthony Joshua loves boxing. He's always in the gym. Yeah, yeah, he's a gym rat. He's, I, I agree with you, and I, I think sometimes, like, and I. I People, you know, people question Joshua's heart, right? I, I don't, I don't question his heart because I know he, he, he'll get in there, and I, I noticed certain things. Like he lost to Ruiz, he could have easily just said, "I'm gonna take a tune up after that." Nah, he ran it right back with him. I'm gonna fight him again. He lost to Usyk. Nah, I'm gonna run it right back. We're gonna fight again. And sometimes, just sometimes, your heart can get you hurt. Yeah. And sometimes you got to you got to use your brain and maybe he, he should have took a tune up. Maybe it was too soon. Maybe he needed more time to gel with Robert Garcia like you said. Um and we talked about this um a couple weeks ago but like we seen the things that Robert Garcia was showing him and we seen him do different stuff. We seen him go to the body. Like I ain't never seen him rip the body like that. Well, obviously uh, the body shots were affecting or uh, Usyk. Usyk. Big time. Any shot that he landed was affecting him because yeah. just, it's just a big, yeah. massive guy. Yeah. And that's why I guess this fight with uh, Usyk and Fury might not happen because he's, he's like 40 pounds heavier than, than this guy. More than 40. He, 40, 50 pounds. He's tall, much taller. 
has a longer reach. Well, he was like two seventy something when he fought Wilder, right? Almost. No, he was two ninety two. The yeah, the other the the, the other time yeah, he was almost three hundred pounds, and you six foot nine. Two two twenty. It's uh. Like it's two twenty. That's a that's 70 a pounds. seventy eighty pound weight. Nah. That's like that's nah, like nah, 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 nah. fifteen divisions up. That's <laughs> fifteen not, extra divisions up. And and Joshua was only twenty pounds bigger than him. Twenty twenty pounds. And he looked, a man, and, and he looked and like a mammoth. It was a it was a huge difference. That's like that's like a middleweight. That's like a super middleweight. A one sixty eight pounder getting there with a one forty seven pounder. That is the the equivalent of David Benavidez fighting Errol Spence. <laughs> yeah. Or Terence Crawford. Oh, Twenty one pounds. Oh, oh, oh yeah, or oh, oh, Tang Davis fighting a a uh one fifty four. Yeah. Or, or or Charlo, Jamel Charlo. A one fifty four fighting Tank Davis, a one thirty five. That's twenty twenty pounds is is <laughs> no, it's, that, it's crazy. That, well no way. So uh, yeah. if this guy's two twenty and Tyson Fury's two ninety. No, I was talking about Joshua. Oh, Joshua, Joshua was two forty. He was two forty. If Fury's two ninety, that's, that's seventy pounds. Yeah, that's that's, that's like that's like Tank fighting an uh, Usyk. I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> That's yeah. like Tank fighting Usyk. Yes. Any little, <laughs> yes. Any, any little shot is gonna put Tank yeah. out cold. And I'm sure it's gonna be like a weight, some weight stipulation in the contract if if Usyk is gonna fight um, Tyson Fury because there's no way. Because you've seen it when when Wilder fought him that second time. Wilder was like what two nineteen, and the Fury was like I'm gonna bulk up. He was like two seventy something and, and leaning his weight. And he was now. Oh, let me man. tell you, Wilder is much. Physically stronger than Usyk, yes. bigger, yes, and a natural. He's a natural heavyweight, and he couldn't deal with Fury's weight leaning on him. Mm-mm. And this guy's definitely not gonna uh, deal with that weight leaning on him. You know, and that long ass jab, nah, it's, it's, him in the it's head. too much. It's it's a certain point in 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 boxing where we gotta respect weight but, classes. But I'm gonna say this, right? I'm listening. If Usyk, because I know the probability of him winning is almost cl- as close to zero, mm-hmm. but you still have to give him something. You one percent, two percent, whatever. Oh, he's got a chance. But he's, let's he's, just he's say a skilled he po- fighter. He miraculously pulls this off and then retire. He's gonna go down as one of the greatest of all time. Not in the top ten because his body of work has not been along. You know, as, as other uh, guys. I don't know, you know but but I don't know. But it's that's a huge victory. He he unified cruiserweight. He dominated the cruiserweights of his time. He, he, yeah, that means he will unify it also the heavyweight. And he's gonna uni- if he if he wins, he would unify he, the heavyweight division. He unify the heavyweight division. And he's beat Tyson Fury, who if he beats him, who people consider one of the greatest heavyweights already. Yeah. And he beat Anthony Joshua, who's another of this time. Whether whether people want to admit or not, he's top a, ten. Yeah, he's top a top. No, nah, he's a top, top four five. guy. This top three four guy this time. I I can't name three. Four guys better than him. I, the only two guys I think are better than him is is uh, Wilder and um, Fury. But besides Usyk, Usyk, because he's a heavyweight yeah. now. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. But I still, I still, I still. I mean, I know that uh, Eddie Hearn said that they spoke, and Joshua said I have a lot of confidence in fighting uh, Tyson Fury because he's a big guy. He's not fighting a small guy. But. I seen him go back and forth on Twitter. Um, Fury Fury tweeted something about he tweeted at Anthony Joshua and he said, "You want to step up and fight me um, because Usyk is being I don't know if he called him a pussy or something." He said one of those fucking slang words that he, yeah. that he used out of fucking know. But and Joshua responded and he said, "I'll I'll be ready in December." He and I'm saying it in shorter terms. I'm paraphrasing obviously, but um, he said he'd be ready in December. So. If if that's locked in, I'm excited for that. That's that's a fight that UK fans have been waiting for forever. That's gonna make so much money. Now, if he loses that fight, then he's pretty much done. Joshua? 
Yeah. I mean, is he? I mean, he, I mean, I don't know. I mean, he can still fight. He's still young. Fury's on his way out. I don't, think, I don't, think, he, on his way I don't out. think he's done, but his. If you if you really look at the heavyweight division, Ortiz is on his way out. Walter's not going to stay too long. He's thirty six. He's not going to be there. Yeah, and Joshua three Joshua's years. young. He'll have a long career. And and, and he you can then think, dominate. Yeah. You got to think that the fighters he lost to, besides Andrew Ruiz, which was a mistake on his part, but he lost. He he lost to Usyk. Usyk is a great fighter, and if he fights Tyson Fury, ends up losing. Yeah, you don't want to lose, but you losing to you losing to the best. Like you losing to yeah. the best fighters. So it ain't like he losing to Joe Schmo or, 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 or he beat all those guys. He beat all these guys besides Ruiz, but not and Ruiz is not a Joe Schmo. But like he beat all these guys. He fought Klitschko. He fought um what's his guy name um uh Pulev. He fought all of these guys and. I still think that Joshua should f- go to Japan, I mean China, and fight uh, Zhang. Anyway, I think that's a good fight. He'll make a shitload of money, and that could lead to the Tyson Fury because he needs a victory. I think he needs a victory. He just need to, to get one to make it yeah. more wild and more exciting because I think he'll, mo- he'll get more motivated. Going there with losses, people. Honestly, man, I- I've had some t- handball tournaments that I played, or you know. Because I'm not going to say fights because I rarely lost. But, <laughs> but you know, handball tournaments flex. that I played and I, and, or, you know, or chess, and I lost one or two games. And it's like, it's hard to get back your edge, you know? You got to get some wins. You got to get, get some, some victories. Wins. So I would say um, the heavyweight division is has another year or so. Side note on heavyweights, not to cut you off. Um, I've seen this recently, and it um, it was good to see it. Um, I've seen a video it's silly. It sounds silly that I'm praising a boxer for doing this, but I'm happy to see it. I've seen a video of Deontay Wilder running. Yeah. He was running. Yeah, and something that he was a criticism of his people say he didn't run. Yeah, for years. And, for years. And I don't know. I've never seen it, but obviously they intentionally recorded it to show people that he was running. But love to see it. It's great. And I saw a video of him doing pads. He was throwing hooks. He's throwing that well, left hook. Well, you know what? It's never too old to teach a never, old, never, old, never. You know, some new tricks. And I'm glad. And, and I heard him in the in the podcast. They were interviewing him from Fight Hype, and um, and he was pretty calm and relaxed. And he's more talkative now. And he's almost to the point that he's humble and uh, not as cocky as he used to be. Actually, this is the Walder that I remember meeting for the first time. Very humble and 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 polite. And actually saying, hey, this is the sport. If I win, I win. If I lose, because he already suffered the loss. He's, so at, he's at peace. He's at peace. He's like, okay, if I lost, I lost. But I'm going to go in there and I'm going to fire away. You know? And it's it's scary because the the Wilder I see, I see now, I feel like he about to he about to smoke this. This dude, this dude he about to fight next month, about to do him bad. Yeah. About to do him yeah. bad. But I was impressed also that he, uh, he was talking on the podcast how much he loved Ortiz to the point that... Yeah. There was a few seconds that he got emotional and it looked like he was gonna cry. I mean, they share, you know, uh, kids that uh, they each they each have kids that yeah, are the, sick. The disease. So you know, they fighting, and he actually said that he helped Ortiz. He got the fight, and that's how Ortiz got the big money because nobody wanted to fight Ortiz. And he fought him twice. And he fought him twice. He ain't had to fight him. And twice. he was losing twice. I thought until he got KO'd. Who? Wilder. Yes. Thought, yeah, I thought he. Yes, yes, yes. I agree. I agree. So enough with these guys. Uh, Andy Ruiz, wish him the best, but he's gonna get put to sleep. Um, 
Robert Helena is going to get put to sleep. Yeah. Um, T-shirts. Ortiz, what's next for him? I mean, he didn't look bad. I, I mean, I, I know a lot of people saying he should retire. I don't see him fighting Wilder again. I don't think they'll ever do that because they have a friendship nah. now. Um, he, he'll, Tyson Fury, I don't see a reason why he should fight him. Um, he could fight maybe a a uh, Joshua. That could make some money in the UK. Um, and that big guy just like him. And, you know, um, that might they could be. do a rematch with, with Ruiz again. Or he could fight Zhang in China, which that make yeah. a lot of money right yeah. there. He, Be he, him and then go out on the sunset. And he don't. Yeah, I agree. He don't even have to be on the main card. Like he could, he's he can easily fight on the undercard. Like, and he can just get a win, get something going, get his names to stay in the mix. Um, the big fight will come because he's he's always gonna be there. But yeah. like you said, he's old, so he's he's forty five now. So allegedly, allegedly, and he could fight. He could fight Zhang, who's uh, thirty eight. Uh, and in China, battle of the of the of the old men, King Bat- Kong, and yeah. it's and battle uh, of the Pampers. Well, his name is not Godzilla. Sorry, battle of the Pampers. Oh, the Pampers. oh yeah, they could do that. Godzilla versus King Kong. Yeah, what does Zhang have a nickname? Does uh, Zhang has a call? Uh, yeah, Kawa they call it, yeah, I don't know, some what, bullshit. It was crazy, less, less, but they could make it as a King Kong versus Godzilla type. Yeah, of some thing. type of shit. And yeah, they, make have, they, some. Said, they said they could get a hundred thousand people in, in the arena, and they'll come. They'll 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 show out. They show out. I don't know. I don't know how heavy they fuck with Zang, but I'm sure they they support him. Um, no, I heard he's huge. He's a big star over there. So huge boom. star. Should I? I go over there. For he only had one loss. Jeez. You know, he had one loss I'll to our uh, heart heart groove. Uh, yeah, recently. Yeah, and and let me tell you something. This will that would be a fight tailor made for China because most people that fight in China, the audience don't even laugh or giggle or scream. They just studying the whole. They're fight. not they're not there for the theatrics. And Luis Ortiz is not a talker, so he fits perfect with their curriculum. Yeah, you ain't that. you ain't got to do no crazy promotion. Like just just they, set it up. They, they, they ain't got. They barely talk. Yeah, they barely talk. and barely they don't speak English either. All right, enough about these guys. Let's so, let's let's get into the women real quick, right, because you know we we did we did get a comment uh, saying that we don't talk about women's boxing yes. enough. Um, and I I was, I was offended by that because we had some we had women boxers on the show. Like we had Cat Martinez, we had Leona right. Brown. Like the audacity of of you women to say that we don't talk about women boxing. Um, We're gonna give you three minutes, women. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nah, but um, so Clarissa Shields. Is fighting Savannah Marshall uh, t- Saturday, this Saturday, um, to unify the belts. Um, and Savannah Marshall is a girl that beat her in the amateurs. Who else is fighting this Saturday? It's an all female card. Actually, it's the oh, first yeah. all female card ever, which is which is huge. Actually, I, I just posted that. On, Did you? On oh, good. The first. Uh, card. They they about to get mad. Be mad at you again. Yeah. How how first. could you forget that? Yeah, that's the first female card. Oh well, yeah, ever, I, of I all just time. That yeah, up. it's the first female card ever. All female card. Um, Let me see. And and I want to say I want to oh, say yeah. this too. Sanisa super bad. Yeah, first she's ever fighting. all women's boxing card. Yeah, you did post that. Yeah. Um, nobody's talking about this, and you know, these are not just like some of the top women fighters. These are some of the top fighters, not just in boxing, in fight sports. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Clarissa Shields. And Savannah Marshall are like I don't know if any anybody's ever seen them. You know, women always 
want to say all this stuff, but support. I, we got to support these I women. I know she calls herself the greatest female of all time, and I'm going to say this, and I'm not a Clarissa Shields you are, fan. You are not. Watch what you say, because I, I will am. tell you this. I will, and I don't know. <laughs> Well, choose, first of all, Savannah, your, Savannah beat her in the amateurs. Amateurs, that don't mean in the shit. Amateurs. But I think Clarissa is the best female fighter in the amateur history because she has a two gold medals. Two gold medals. But in the pros, there's so many good women. And she even talked about Amanda and Katie being the you know goats of, of women boxing. And she included herself. In I didn't hear well. her say that, but, yes. but it's possible that she said that. Um, yeah, I mean... There's a number of girls. You got to put a lot of women in there, well, man. Well, she shows she shows respect to all of the the female fighters, but like you you know you know how boxing is. Like you ain't gonna never say nobody's better than you. Like you got to feel like you're the best, and she feels like she got a claim to it. You know she's got titles in two different divisions. She got two gold medals. She's about to unify the titles if she beats this girl. Like she she's got a claim to say that. I mean, so and 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 just from the eye test, right, and watching her fight, like. Her talent level, as far as as a as a female fighter, she's she's miles ahead of a lot of females than a lot of female fighters that I've seen. I see it different. I think she's sloppy. I don't think so. I think she talks a lot of crap, and that's good. That's what sells. And I think Savannah's quiet, but and she's improving. I just haven't seen it. I I think really Savannah's gonna shock the world and be her again. You think so? I think so. I'm not gonna bet on it. But I was about they to are, say. They are fighting in... Put your money where your mouth is. They are is. fighting in her backyard. So if it goes the distance, you know, they Maybe. might just give it to Savannah just to screw over yeah. the black girl. Yeah, that, that could possibly happen. That is very true. But very I true. will call it as it is. I'm not going to, you know, sugarcoat nothing. If, if she does win, I, uh, you know, and if she shouldn't have won, I would say Clarissa Shields won if I saw her win. You know, I mean, I have no uh, beef. I have no clue what the hell I just said, but yeah, it's all right. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I'm excited to see Clarissa Shields lose. I'm gonna go with Savannah. <laughs> Clarissa Shields is gonna get this dub this weekend. Yeah. Um, shout out to her, her team. Shout out to uh, um, she, she all actually, the girls. Shout out to all sh- the girls. Yes, shout out to all the females on that card. Um, we're not gonna go into all the fights. I think right that's now. a Golden Boy Promotions, isn't it? I, I'm not sure because not sure. uh, Superbad is from Golden Boy. Let's fact check that. Yeah, Super Bad is from Golden Boy. Let me see right here. Did Golden Boy uh, put the show? Click on that. What we got? Top rank. Top rank. <laughs> Top rank again. Yo, every week we come on so, here. So, but she's with Golden Boy. She's so with Golden they Boy. They probably pushed her yeah, in there. But it's all women. It's all women fighting. Because she is a big, big fighter, famous fighter. Yep, top rank. Top rank. Let me tell you, top rank is the best promo. They, everyone thought, and I think you agree too, PBC was going to be running the show with Al Heyman. Well, and they did for a minute when they had all the welterweights, but all those guys are gone now. Somehow, some way, Bob Arum again rises from the, the ground and took over all the prospects, and now he has the first ever women's card. He's running all the show. I mean, he's a, he's a veteran. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, top rank, is, he's top doing. rank is killing the game right now. Killing the game. And it's shout good. Out to, shout it's, out to them. It's good for boxing. It's good for boxing. All right. Bye-bye, women. Next thing. Um, You want to talk about your prospect or, you, or should I talk about my uh, old-timer? Let me talk about my prospect real quick because, you know, my mine's is quick quick to the point and you got 10,000 stories. All right. Go ahead. Um, So, Jesse Bam Rodriguez from San Antonio, Texas. Um, He's super flyweight, uh, 115 pounds. Um, he's 22 years old. 
16 and 0 with 11 knockouts and he's a W I think the WBA champ. No, he's a WBC champion. Okay. Um and I know you guys saying oh how's he a prospect if he's got a title. Yeah, yeah, I get it. But this is a guy that probably most people didn't never even heard of. Um and that needs some recognition so I'm going to talk about him today. I'm not going to get too deep into his story, but um Jesse Rodriguez Dope, dope fighter. He just beat uh, what's this guy? Uh, I'm gonna say his name wrong. Uh, Rung Visite. He fought uh, Chocolatito. Chocolatito. He, he was the guy that beat. He beat Chocolatito the first fight. The first guy to beat him, and then he knocked him out in the second fight. Well, it was it Jesse Bam Bam Lopez, right? Jesse Bam Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Yes. We're gonna see right now. Jesse Bam Rodriguez. Um, the guy's his name is Rung Visite, but he's the, he was the first guy to beat Chocolatito, who was. People were saying that guy was pound for pound number one. You remember that? Yep, yep. He was. He was. He was for a while. I didn't. I didn't think so at the time. And then Rumbaside came and, and smoked him. But Jesse Rodriguez just beat that guy. So Jesse with uh, J E S S E. J E S S E. Yeah, did that. Yeah. You sure is S S E or S? Positive. I E. S S E. Bam, I don't see no Bam Bam Rodriguez here. See, they ain't even got him on box oh, track. On. This is this is why we got to talk about him. No, they got to have him back, box track. Hold on. Jesse. Jesse Rodriguez. Bam. Bam. No, nah, no Bam Bam. No Bam Bam. It's just Bam. Uh, he has to be on here. Definitely has to be on here. I don't see no Bam Bam Rodriguez here. See, these guys at these lower weight classes don't get no, they don't get no respect. Yeah, but as a pro, everybody's on here. They should be there. Why he not there? Oh, oh, oh. That's the snake. No, right here. Jesse Rodriguez. He should be one of these. Yeah, all of these are Jesse Rodriguez. Yeah, he's one of them. 1970s? He's still fighting the 70s? He got to be one of these, though. uh, It should be U.S. because he's from San Antonio. Uh, They're going to have the Bam Bam. Let's see. Hold on. Three, let's see, Chavo, Chuku, Chuchulo, Chuy Rodriguez, Chuy, 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 You're already in the seas. He ain't there. That is amazing. Yeah, that's very weird. That's very weird. So, you know what? It's probably spelled wrong. I don't think so. Jesse, like that. Uh... Who did he fight? That 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 was uh. Don't make me say this guy's name again. I know you're trolling right now. You're doing that on purpose. Did he just fight? How recently? about how about you just hit Google, man? Just hit Google because his his box record will come up on Google. Yeah, but I'm on box record right now. That's how I know you're old man. So so who did he just fight? Rumbaside. I don't know that last name. How you spell that crap? I think he's from the Philippines. All right, Jesse. Let's look from here. Jesse Rodriguez. Boom, right there. We spelled it right. Yeah, why didn't it come out? I don't know. You don't get no respect. That's what I told you. These flyways don't get no respect. He's 22 years old. 22. Yep, he's a flyweight. Yep. 16 and 0. 11 knockouts. Go to his, um, go to the record. Who's the guy? What's his name? Yeah. 
from the he's side. He's fighting Israel Gonzalez next. Yeah, he's fighting Israel Gonzalez next. He won his he won his title from um Carlos Quadras. Um, Quadras, yes. Yeah. Who's another who's another really good and fighter? Say Burgos is still fighting. Oh my God. Yeah. I thought he yeah, him died too. already. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's old. Wow. So yeah. at twenty at twenty two years old, he's got a title. He's beat two two of the top fighters in that division already. Um, so give him some respect. Get these, get these guys at the low weight class some respect. You know, I'm, I, I, I kind of got a chip on my shoulder about this from, since my boy, uh, uh, Guillermo Rigondeaux, um, he's one of the, another one of those guys who was one of the most talented fighters and never gets the recognition that he deserves. Um, and even had to come up and fight a big guy in Lomachenko because. And Lomachenko didn't come that as a victory. Yeah. Yeah. But these are the things these guys got to do to get recognition, <laughs> to get money, to get any type of like shine, so um, but Jesse Rodriguez, shout out to him. I know you ain't a prospect, you a champion, but um, yeah, that's my guy. All right, guy. Now next one here. <laughs> there we go. My old school guy. Okay, we got Greg Haugen. Now, for those who don't know who Greg Haugen is, this guy is a white man. <laughs> <laughs> We we couldn't tell by the last name. <laughs> he's, a, he's a white man, okay? Couldn't get any more crack in the hand. But he was one oh, of my favorite, man. one of my favorite fighters back in the uh, late eighties, mid eighties. He was he was amazing, a shit talker. Um, he had that little, he had like a mullet, right? Then he had like a little yes. mullet. So his record was forty and ten. Most of his losses already was towards the end of his career. Forty and ten, one draw with nineteen knockouts. Um, Greg Haugen, um, they called him, his nickname was The Mutt, okay? That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's crazy. Also also known as The, lo- uh, the Loco Americano. <laughs> that is crazy. Uh, but they called him The Mutt because of his size and the fact that he was always in fights. Um, like, Greg Ford, like outside of boxing? Yeah, yeah, he was constantly fighting in the, in the street. You always, Greg Ford you always talk age, about these street dudes, man. Go ahead. Greg Ford at the age of five in the amateurs for the... Auburn Elks Boxing Club, right? At five years old, he was fighting. Yeah, in uh, in uh, Seattle, Washington. Mm. Um, age fourteen, he was at at the general delinquent <laughs> for stealing and riding a car. Why you, you still laughing? Because that's what these guys do. They always do crazy stuff. Yo, why? All right, hold on. Wait, wait, wait one second. One of these weeks, your guy, the guy you, the guy you talk about, has to not be a convict. <laughs> like, every every week, every week, like it's it's something. They got a prostitution ring. They got a brothel. They was a street fighter. Like they was on drugs. That's like, right. That's why they have to make stories of some of these guys. Yeah, like yeah. this guy's story. You're gonna hear his story. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. I'm and, listening. And people don't I'm even. Tuned know. In. And and well, I'll talk about it in the end. Anyway, at the age of 14, he was a general delinquent home for stealing and riding a car and fighting. He was expelled from school and dropped out of school to help his mom to work financially. He moved to Alaska and he completed he competed in the tough man competition. Okay, Greg will go and win 24 fights in the tough man competition and lost zero. All right, um, and he fought guys as heavy as 195 pounds when he was 135 pounds. That's how tough this guy was. He fought a guy in the first round. The guy was 195 pounds. 
and the guy was pounding him and he was feeling Close. every shot. He goes, oh my God, all the, the fighting, I can't believe on this. But he ran out of gas. Mm-hmm. He, 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 you know, his condition was amazing. He ran out of gas, second round, he started pounding him, third round pounding him, and he won. Pause. Um, You're going crazy Greg, right now. Greg Haugen be Hall of, Hall of Fame trainer Freddie Roach. Um, Greg will fight on in 1986 and fought Jimmy Paul for the IBF title and won by majority decision. Okay, many people at that time thought Jimmy Paul was actually the best fighter in the lightweight division, even though you had Macho Camacho holding a belt and Edwin Chapo Rosario holding a belt, which those are two Hall of Famers. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, him beating Jimmy Paul, no one knew who Jimmy Paul was, but at that time. Jimmy Paul meant something. He was the, the IBF. The boxing purist. Yeah, he was, he was the IBF champion, right? Um, then he fought Vinny Pazienza in Rhode Island, when, which he shouldn't have. That's your boy. Because he was he was the world champion. Mm-hmm. But he fought this guy in his backyard. In his, in his backyard, yeah. Right? Which a lot of people saying, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Right? And uh, and Vinny, and Vinny Pazienza won um, the belt on a decision, of right? Of course. Eight months later, the rematch, Greg Hogan um, won the decision. Okay, and it's funny because Lou Duva, you could watch on the on the on the um, old fight films mm-hmm. uh, for that fight. He said, "You're never gonna win this belt. You're never gonna win this belt. The only belt you're gonna take home with you is my belt." And while he said that, Greg Hagen was looking at Lou Duva's belly and said, "Yeah, when you give me a belt, I'm gonna use it to tow my car." No oh, shit. <laughs> Oh, that's shit. how fat Lil Duvo was, right? God damn. Yeah, Dude Duvo used to talk a lot of shit. Um, I'm gonna use that one on somebody. Yeah, imagine that. So he won eight months later. He they did the rematch and he won it in, in the in, in you know in good fashion, right? Uh, Greg, Greg Hogan fought the great and legendary fighter Pernod Whitaker. He lost his belt and was shut out in the fight. People around him thought that he threw the fight. His friends, when he came back to to uh, he got to, his ass whooped that bad. Seattle, they thought he threw the fight to Seattle. They were saying, "Yo, you threw that fight." He lost almost every single round, all the scorecards. Man, you can't fuck with Sweepy. But Sweepy, listen, Greg Hogan for me was a Hall of Famer. He's in the Hall of Fame in the in the World Hall of Fame, but he's not in the International Hall of Fame, right? I, and I think with some of the victories that he had with guys that are in their prime and are in the Hall of Fame. He should have been in the Hall of Fame, which I'm going to continue about it. But Pernod Whitaker is so well, we'll good. Talk, we'll talk about what, that. What I'm trying to say is Pernod Whitaker is so good and so advanced and ahead of everybody else that he beat a guy that was considered a fighter. You know, And, and he beat him so bad that his friends was like, damn, did you throw the fight? Yeah, they thought he threw the fight. Nah, right? you was in there with Sweet Pea. Um, what are you talking about? Yeah, so so he lost to... Uh, um, um, uh, Pernod Whitaker, right? Shut out. In 1990, Paz versus uh, Hogan for a third fight. And a half hour before the fight, a half hour before a fight, right? Hogan decides he has to use the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And who follows him to the bathroom? Vinny. Vinny Pazienza and three other goons. Oh, no. <laughs> and one of the goons is Mike Quinn, one of the uh, Mr. America, right? Mr. Steroid. And they were pushing him around and stuff. You know, they were, Trying to get where was, his where was his where was his team at? <laughs> I don't know where his team. Nah, but they're pushing him around. That. They're threatening him, right? And then uh, Greg Hogan looked at the big guy, the muscle guy, the bodyguard, Mister America, Mike Quinn. He told him, "If you put your hands on me one more time, I'm gonna break your face, pimple head." And then they stopped and left. But his mind he was so fucked up that in the ring he went 
Total the opposite of the game plan he was supposed to do. Because they, they got in his head. Yeah, and now he wanted to knock out Pazienza. He was mad. And, hey, listen, Pazienza was another mind-playing guy. You know, he did a lot of stuff. And um, and he lost that fight. That was the third fight. Um, and Paz won that fight, right? Um, in 1991, he fought a 38-0 Macho Camacho. And this is already people saying, ah, oh, you know, I don't know if he could beat Camacho. Camacho's the high, the big favorite, the darling. Camacho Camacho had a four-year gap that was pound for pound one of the best. This is like right before Mike Tyson, right after Muhammad Ali mm-hmm. and Sugar and Leonard mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm. them before they retired. You know, and then they came back again. And Camacho was the man, I think, for within those two, two to four years around there, mm-hmm. right? 38 and 0. All right, he was a very flamboyant, talking trash, yep, yep. backing it up, fighting top guys, right? Um, and Camacho was take they took a point off Camacho uh, on the last round for hitting Haugen before the round even began. The round, they went to touch gloves and he pop 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 punched him. him, and the ref gave him took a point off. Camacho was and actually that's what that cost him the fight. Um, Greg Haugen won his split decision against Camacho. He was on bad timing. Yep. Camacho uh, was also 153 pounds three weeks before the fight. He wasn't. So he, he was way overweight. Yeah, he wasn't in shape. And he was already partying, sniffing yeah, yeah, cocaine. Yeah. And this, wasn't, this wasn't a, a prime, like, in-shape Camacho. Well, he was in his prime, but he wasn't but, in, the, in the peak Camacho. But then again, check it out. Check it out. This is how it is. Well, we're going to go through it now. You're going to see it now, right? So he fought Camacho three weeks before the fight. Camacho was 153 pounds, right? Haugen trained harder than ever in his life for that. He went from three-mile runs to doing six-mile runs. He was doing everything he was do- he needed to do. So now Camacho was fighting two people. He's fighting his condition, his drugs, his, his parties, and now he's fighting a guy that's, that has something to prove who was already who's, a world who's champion. Who's going above and beyond. Above and beyond, and he was already a world champion. And he wants it back. And wasn't scared and wants the belt back, you know, and said, I'm going to take the belt back, you know. And uh, once he beat him, he said there was no more macho time after that. <laughs> he said macho time is over, right? Uh, but then that's Haugen... Some, that's some white boy shit. So Haugen was stripped of the WBO... Macho time is over. Yeah. Haugen was, was stripped of the WBO belt after a month after he beat Camacho because he tested positive for weed. And then they find him a record $25,000. They found him... Wait, what year was... <laughs> this is in the 90s. This was yeah. This was in the nineties, right? Nineteen ninety one. That's probably his whole purse. Yeah, it, it was. It hurt him bad, right? Three. Wait, wait, wait. Time out. So he got caught for weed. Yeah. And I know Camacho was 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 on that cocaína. And they never and they never tested him or whatever. So because he's the that's best. crazy. That shows you how boxing is, guys. Because you already knew if you guys watched the documentary of Macho Camacho, right? Camacho Macho time. It talks about all the trainers and everybody talk about that he was on drugs early in his career. Whooping ass. Even before boxing, his mother caught him sniffing cocaine in the bathroom at the age of 12. And then she, that was before he even went into boxing. That's wild. So he already had drug issues. And he was okay, but they fuck over the was white guy. For some weed. Yeah. And, and again, it's... It doesn't matter if you're white, black, or 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 brown. Yes, it does. They they screw you over all the time, no <laughs> yeah. matter what. Continue, continue. It, it's it's who where the money is at. 
It's yes, like, it's it, it is about money. So they look Most, at Haugen, who's uh, a white in some, guy. In some cases, yes. Right? He's a white guy, and they look at Camacho. He's a pretty good yeah, looking he, guy. Yeah, he was the golden He was the golden child. He's the golden boy. He's a good looking guy. He could fight. He, he's talking. He's the salesman. They was like, oh, you was getting high? <laughs> yep. We getting you. So, yeah, so they strip him of the belt, right? They fine him $25,000. Three months later, the rematch with Camacho. It was another close fight with Camacho being penalized a point again after... <laughs> After Hogan went up to him, up the bell rang and said some shit to him, and he punched him. Awesome. It was a hard shot, but the ref took a point off, right? But Camacho, uh, when the bell rang, Camacho already left the ring, and they started giving the scorecards, and he won a split decision. And he, he came even... back right in the ring. <laughs> he came back in the ring, and he said, "It's Macho time. I told you I was gonna win." But Larry Merchant said, "How is it Macho time when you walked out the ring?" <laughs> you know, yeah, like, boy. that's I think, your boy. I think he didn't believe he was he won the fight. He probably, yeah, he probably, he thought, probably he lost. thought he lost the fight. There's no way you could do that. So he lost the fight. Now they one and one, right? He lost the trilogy with Pazienza. Then Hagen fought uh, Ray Mancini, Hall of Famer Ray Mancini. Ray Mancini, yeah. Um, and he making a comeback after three years because he was making movies and all sorts of stuff. And um, and Greg. Beat the crap out of him, knocked him out in the seventh round, and said uh, to him afterwards, "You know, now you can continue making movies. I helped you. <laughs> I helped you. I helped your career. Get out of here. I beat you up." So now he just beat three guys. So he beat a Hall of Famer in Ray Mancini, Hall of Famer to be Hector Camacho, mm-hmm. and Vinny Pazienza, who is not in the. Well, I gotta check if he's in the Hall of Fame. I don't think so. I know he's in a lot of Hall of Fame. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know think, if he's in. I think he's in. But but it's definitely a star, a superstar at that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, and then he fought Whitaker. I mean, they, and, you know, there's a lot of guys. He's got a good resume. He's got a, he's good, got a resume. good resume. So it's borderline, right? If he goes in the Hall of Fame or not. Um, Hagen fought Julio Cesar Chavez, and he called him an overrated fighter and a fighting drunk Tijuana. Cab driver. Oh, shit. Uh, Don King embellished some of Hagen's quotes by saying Hagen will sleep with Julio Cesar Chavez's wife after the fight. <laughs> so, and they asked Hagen. And Hagen Don, said, I never said that. Don King said that shit. <laughs> yeah. So that pissed off Chavez even more because now he wanted to break this guy's face. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, <laughs> there was 132,000 people, spectators, uh, that went to see that fight. Right? And um, the ring was surrounded by barbed wire and moat. <laughs> right? Where the fuck was he at? This was in Mexico. Oh, Mexico. Oh, so yeah. he's saying he's gonna sleep with. He lucky. He lucky. He made it out of there. So he had personal. He had over three different organizations of security, uh, FBI, <laughs> military stuff like that over there because they were scared, right? Um, as Haugen, Greg Haugen was walking towards the ring. They were throwing coins and wrappers, right? And and uh and you know you know when you put coins to go to the bank, they're throwing coins at them and hitting them with coins. <laughs> the book, the roller coins. The roller coins, yeah. right? <laughs> and as he's yeah. getting hit with the roller coins, shit, you throw that of, hard enough, that's like one, getting shot. One of his assistants was picking them all up and put it in his pocket. Yeah, I would have been picking right? them up too. That's like ten dollars a roll. And yeah, <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> I would have been picking that shit up too. After all those fines, he was probably gonna get these ten dollars. Yeah, here. hell yeah. And they were throwing bottles of urine. Oh no, no, nah, nah, right? I'd have jumped in the crowd like Ronald Tess, man. You ain't yeah, throwing so no it, urine. It was, it was it was pretty bad, right? That fight wouldn't have happened. Um so 
He went in there, right? Less than a month before the fight, Hogan learned his best friend was romantically involved with his wife. Damn. So a month before the big fight of his life with Chavez, right? He found out that his wife was romantically involved with his best friend. With his friend. And now he's depressed. He's sad. I mean, obviously, you're going you're gonna to be distraught. Yeah, hell yeah. This, right? Hell yeah. Um, and Hogan was drinking vodka and sniffing cocaine, and it became a habit. And Chavez, who was also a cocaine addict too, eventually, right? In his party days. Yes. But he never got tested positive. No, of course right? not. You know? So not. Chavez won by KO in the fifth round. Before the fight, Haugen said he didn't have a chance uh, uh, to win this fight. He, he already knew he was going to lose. He wasn't training. He wasn't mentally prepared. And that was his biggest regret in boxing. He said, I could have beaten this guy or I could have fought him totally better and made a fight better. But I wasn't prepared. I went in there. I didn't train hard. I didn't take him seriously because I was depressed and sad of what happened. I don't know if and, he would beat him. Bro. And that fight went five rounds. So if he was in great shape and pushing hard, he probably would have went to a round. Well, six, right? Or six or seven or whatever. So after that, right, Hogan's <laughs> ex-wife was trying to hit Hogan with the car and missed. And he went and and, and uh, implanted, uh, um, impelled her car inside the garage. Of their house. Mm. Right? She was trying to she kill got, him. She tried to hit him with the car after she was sleeping with his best friend. Yes. That's crazy. Then Karen, that's, that's her like name. That's his, that's her, that's Tyler his Perry name. movie. Karen would take a gun out and point it at Greg Hogan's face. Right? She was going to shoot him. And he takes the gun away from her. Right? Uh, they arrest her. Right? But he decided to drop the charges because there was the kids. That he didn't want all that drama, right? Nah, she would have got the She would have got the death I'd penalty. Testi- I'd have testified. I'd have been on court. Shit. Haugen fought uh, another great and Tony Lopez, right? And Lopez wins by KO. Uh, Haugen was invested. He invested a lot of money in a gasoline station and it went bankrupt. He lost all his money there, right? In 1999, he retired at the age of 38 and he later kicked... His drug habit and uh, and so ended the days of taking. He ended his time uh, kicking his drug habit by taking care of his kids and his grandkids, um, and they started teaching a lot of kids boxing and nice. in, in the community of uh, Seattle, Washington, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of his favorite lines that it was in the boxing magazine uh, years ago, he said, "He ain't rich, uh, but he's still alive and can't complain." And that was his little saying, you know, he ain't rich. But he can't complain. He's alive. Yeah. Um, Money and everything. And that is the end of our show, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, I hope it you is. were entertained uh, by some of our antics. And I hope YouTube allows us to post yeah. our stuff again. Yeah, we might have to take our shit to Facebook or something because they tripping. Facebook has something like that? Uh, we're going to figure something out. We got to put something, man, because maybe where Donald Trump has his... New Twitter. We we po- posted over there. Definitely not doing that. But <laughs> that's your boy. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, Bing Bong is over. Subscribe, follow, share, share, comment. Uh, you know, write a post, write whatever you want, say something, tell us something, curse us out, give us any type of response, any something. feedback, and uh, it's only twenty two of y'all. So it's only twenty two, and. Uh, Follow Boxingology. That's the best gym in New York City. First boxing cross-training gym. The best gym in New York City, period. Pull up. That's right. Bing bong.